0: Hello, you're welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Onsha.net. A confusing meander through teacher training in Ireland. There are a number of places where you can train to become a primary school teacher in Ireland. And until Rory Quinn came along, all of the institutions, bar one, were run by either the Catholic Church or Church of Ireland. Now, after Rory Quinn amalgamated them into a few different universities, most of the teacher training kept what they call their characteristic spirit. That's generally a Catholic one. So Mary Immaculate College remains a very Catholic one, uh, despite being part of the University of Limerick. However, there was one complication. The Church of Ireland College and St. Patrick's College were to be merged into DCU which is a secular university. Now common sense would suggest that this would have been a good time to scrap both religious uh, sets of teacher training in the Church of Ireland one and in the Catholic one of St. Pat's and in this episode I'm going to talk about this and what the consequences were for not doing that and why we have an utterly confusing teacher training college system in Ireland that is both controlled and not controlled by religious organizations, both at the same time. Hello, hello, you are welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from OnShaw.net. This is Simon Lewis here. And today in this episode, I'm not going to be talking about primary schools as such. I'm actually going to be talking about the colleges that train primary school teachers. The ones where the places that people, students go after their leaving cert or for a postgraduate to become primary school teachers. And in the introduction, I talked about how Rory Quinn came along uh, as a Minister for Education in the late part of the the noughties uh, and uh, he decided to merge a lot of the teacher training colleges which were all run by uh, religious institutions bar one and I'll get to that Um, and uh, rather than um, that actually being the end of uh, religious controlled uh, teacher education it didn't really do anything particularly of that and in fact things got more complicated Um, and I suppose the most complicated of those was when the only um, uh, teacher training college that wasn't Catholic um, that is the Church of Ireland training college, uh, had to merge or amalgamate with St. Patrick's College, which is a Catholic uh, college or for teacher training. And they had to amalgamate in some way. And uh, as I said, common sense would suggest that this would have been a good idea, a good time to actually scrap their uh, religious training. But of course, this didn't happen. And now DCU kind of now hosts a weird combination of Catholic and Church of Ireland training where there are different entry points to get into DCU depending on whether you are Catholic or Protestant. Now I do note that I am saying that you are either Catholic or Protestant. We'll get to people who happen to not be either of those in a while. The points to get into DCU for training for this course, for Church of Ireland people, is always lower than for Catholics. Every year I do the Great Points Race, the Leaving Cert Points Race, where I show how many points you need to be, to get into teacher training college if you're a Church of Ireland, and how many points you need uh, to get into the same course, because it is the same course, more or less. Well, actually, it is the same course. It's the same training, same lecturers, and all that. The only difference is one module, Um, and uh, the training, uh, the points to get into that is always lower than you would need if you were a Catholic. Now, the reason that's given uh, for this is that Church of Ireland schools need Church of Ireland teachers. You've probably heard that, haven't you? You know, it's only right if you're going to have minority schools, they need to have the minority teachers. But the thing about it is, this completely, this is completely illegal because it's absolutely illegal for a school no matter what the ethos is is to ask you what religion you are you can't actually say in an interview can you please tell me your religion you know so how do they know that your church of ireland um you know uh if, if you're applying for a job and how can you shortlist people and uh, because you're not allowed to shortlist them either by religion you're not allowed to discriminate again on the shortlisting um, so it's completely illegal. So this, this argument falls through at, at the very, very first hurdle. Um, but the, re- the reality, <laughs> of course it's explained by uh, people in the Church of Ireland, and uh, I've had this discussion, they say, but, but the reality is, Simon, like stop this, stop this, Simon, they say. Um, well, they don't say stop this, Simon, they just say, oh. <sighs> the reality, Simon, is that only Church of Ireland people apply for Church of Ireland schools. And this is how it works. Why would anyone who is in Church of Ireland want to work in a Church of Ireland school, really? Which, of course, isn't true. But it does get them out of a hole because I know plenty of Catholic teachers that teach in Church of Ireland schools. Because they and, and what the Church of Ireland says is, ah, yeah, 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 again, but that's that's because we don't have enough Church of Ireland teachers. And, yeah, you know, and again, all of this doesn't make any sense. But, you know, I I, I just like, I like pointing it out because... It's true. And um, ultimately, you know, they have all these excuses and it kind of gets them out of a hole because no one presses them on it. Um, but there you are. That's me pressing them on it. And ultimately, you know, I don't think anything will change anyway, but I have to say it. Anyway, by now, you might be wondering, what points, uh, because I didn't mention this there, would atheists or Muslims or Rastafarians indeed need to get, to get into DCU? Given that If you're a Church of Ireland, you get preferential treatment. You need lower points to get if you're a Church of Ireland. Um, So, um, you know, you might consider that you would probably need lower points if you're a Rastafarian or a a Sikh or a Hindu, if you want to get into teaching. Because, you know, if one minority religion is getting preferential treatment, surely all minority religions should get preferable treatment. Well, the answer to your question is you need to get the same points as Catholics. Funnily enough, just just as I'm saying this, uh, funnily enough, Muslim and Jewish schools don't have an arrangement like the Church of Ireland do where their flock get to have lower points to become teachers in their schools. I'm just leaving, you know, that's that's just something, something of note, shall we say. In fairness though, so, DCU had thought of this and when the negotiations were being done for the amalgamation what they said was this arrangement for separate entry points was only to be temporary because, like, ultimately, to be honest with you, and, and we know this because this is all, this is all public in the public domain, the Church of Ireland Training College uh, had to be convinced to amalgamate. In set with St. Pat's, they weren't really that happy about it, and they felt it was going to dilute their minority ethos. They're they're very they're very um, big into being a minority and thinking that this minority has to be protected at all costs. Because as we all know, Church of Ireland people in Ireland are discriminated on a daily basis by law. Mm. Um. No, uh, but they do seem to have this thing and they were very resistant. So basically in 2016, a deal was done as always happens in Ireland, a deal was done and uh, basically a temporary arrangement that Church of Ireland students would get a preferential uh, treatment in terms of lower points to get into and, and, uh, to get into DCU to do teacher training through a different points mechanism. Similar, I think, to how um, oh, the Adelaide Hospital somehow or whatever it is, Uh, allow, uh, in Trinity College, they allow Protestants to have lower points or or different points to get into there. uh, But anyway, just because it happens in another place doesn't mean it's right, and it isn't right, and we know it isn't right. no, no, No one can really defend it when it all comes down to it. It just can't be defended. I think even the Church of Ireland have stopped defending it. But anyway, it was supposed to be a temporary arrangement, um, but this temporary arrangement has now been extended at least twice and it's likely to be an indefinite thing now i would suggest i haven't and the reason i think it's going to be indefinite is because no one seems to have noticed that it's been extended, <laughs> that it's been extended except me i pointed it out every time i find uh, every time i find out that it's been extended i imagine it's actually been extended since the last time i knew it was happening um because you kind of because it's done so quietly, you don't even see it. And and in some ways it may not have even been officially extended. It just may just have let, it just may, because it's been going on for so long, it just may be let keep going without needing the extension. so, I mean, ultimately, this means that a secular university is allowing a segregated religious system, so a segregated system based on religious grounds, to continue on its supposed secular campus. This is why I don't consider DCU to be a secular university anymore, because some people will say, but DCU is secular, Simon. You know, isn't it, doesn't that mean that, 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 there's a, that, that this is a secular uh, training course? It's not, because when you allow segregation on religious grounds to happen on your campus, then you are no longer allowed to call yourself a secular university, you can't. And and that's, I, can, I, I can't see how you can. Now I've written to the last two deans and presidents about this issue and only one bothered to reply and his reply was defending it. Um, and then when I wrote it again to him to suggest how he couldn't possibly defend it, um, well, he didn't bother to reply. Anyway, what's the big deal you might ask you might you probably would are asking this and why am i going on about this again and you know many of you've heard me talk about this um probably on twitter a lot every year i talk about this Um, when the points come out why am i talking about it you know when this isn't really a topic of conversation in the middle of march i usually wait till you know the summer uh to be given out about this but you know look I, these episodes just come come up uh, in, in order of when I write them and uh, that's why I'm talking about it now uh, while it isn't, I suppose, an emotional part of the year. But why is it a big deal? You, you know, it might be a big deal to you if you happen to be from a Christian background and it probably isn't. Even if you come from a Christian background and you don't believe in it anymore, it probably isn't a big deal. But of course, if you aren't, there can be problems. For example, you know you are expected and this is something that has i've had, i have personal experience of you are expected to agree with certain values often unsaid values for example merino uh, which is a teacher training college have a mission statement and in that mission statement they say that you must be to uphold merino's mission statement you must be be supportive of the mission of Catholic education by assisting processes to articulate the ethos of Catholic education and by proposing models of education to implement it. Now, what does that mean? What is Catholic education? Well, it depends who you ask. And it's very hard to find a definition of Catholic education. But Catholic education, as you can imagine, is rooted in Catholicism. Now, if you don't buy into Catholicism, like I don't, um, and like many people don't, even people who tick I'm Catholic on the census don't buy into Catholic values and Catholic education. The thing about it is, this is problematic. Now, you might be able to, you might be one of these people who might just be able to ignore that and say tick a box and because if you can tick a box in a sense to say you're Catholic you can definitely tick a box to say that you can abide by these uh, Marino's mission statement but if you don't tick the Catholic uh, box and you tick maybe no religion let's say on the census you might also find it difficult to uphold Marino's mission statement even if they don't expect you to follow it in reality I would have a problem with that even it being said that is a mission statement of this place excludes me because I can't actually be supportive of the mission of catholic education i just can't not all of it i can be obviously supportive of 99.9 percent of it but there's that 0.1 percent that goes against core human rights values and you know most of you will know what they are um would without me ram roading them down, rail what's the word railroading them down you um ramming it down your throats i was mixing up two metaphors as i always do and anyway, most people even so will say oh Oh, God, Simon. Oh, this is all legacy stuff. And the reality is none of it is in evidence on the ground in the day-to-day running of our colleges. Look, it doesn't happen. We just just stop. It's just there as a legacy. And all colleges have huge diversity. You know, if you look on our corridors, if you look at our lecturers, they come from all backgrounds. And do you know what? They're absolutely right. And um, You know, when I do look at all the lecturers that are in third level institutions like that they do come from different backgrounds and i've met them and they do come from different backgrounds. that's absolutely true but it's funny the emails i receive and i'm, a, I'm in uh, currently studying in dcu at the moment the emails i receive from the chaplain in dcu are all christian in nature i'm just saying this uh, and as well as that when I hear that kind of thing, ah, it's all legacy stuff and the day-to-day running of schools, I seem like that, you hardly know you're in a Catholic school, blah, blah, blah. It's the same argument I hear time and time again from principals of religious-run schools. And the trouble is that nobody seems to ask people actually directly affected by these statements and by, these, by this ethos um, why they have an issue. Nobody has asked me, not one person, has asked me, for example, why do I have a problem? Unless they're unless they're trying to prove that there isn't a problem. They don't actually ask me with any goodwill, what's the problem? And where can we help? Where are the problems? When I ask questions, they don't wanna answer. They go away and just say, we'll agree to disagree. Nobody actually wants to ask those questions in a, in, a, in a way which might have any value. They do it in a defensive way. As in, basically, they're saying, we don't, there is no problem, stop it. Instead of saying, well, look, Simon, they're clearly, you clearly have a problem here. What is it? And let's see where, where this leads and let's have a constructive conversation. Now, when I say no one has ever asked me, there's one person who's asked me that, and I'm not going to mention her name. But even if she's listening to this right now, by me even saying her gender, I'm sure you'll know who that is if you if you look at my Twitter feed. There is one person from a religious-run institution that definitely has asked me this uh, in a good way, and I I actually enjoy having those conversations with her. Anyhow, apart from her, no one has asked me. But let me give you an example of how this how this actually works out. Um. You know because it, it does you know people will argue oh we always do we ask everyone of course everyone's happy well let's let let me give it a solid example last week there was a principal on the radio saying that his catholic school his catholic school was the most was a very popular and catholic schools are very popular with uh, with all children now granted in this interview, that he gave he was kind of, I think it's funny. He probably wouldn't. Uh, I think it's funny. His school is the only school in the town that he was talking about. So, of course, it's very popular with his students because there is no other school in town. But anyway, um, he said everyone is happy. The other thing he said is that everybody's happy with the way things are. But when he was asked if the non-Catholic children uh, were happy in his school, he said, I assume they are. He didn't say they are. He said, I assume they are. The fact of the matter is he's never checked. And that says it all to me. They don't check. Nobody's interested in whether they're really happy. They don't check. Um, anyway, back to the colleges. Ultimately, despite Rory Quinn's best efforts, and although, and I say best efforts, I think best is a very strong word, and come to think of it, I think effort is also a very strong word for his best effort. In reality, we still have the same colleges teaching the same courses, but with... More modern branding, maybe, is probably the best thing. Different branding, maybe. I was struck, for example, by the huge DCU-shaped concrete sign as I drove into St. Pat's recently. And all I could think about by this big DCU-shaped concrete sign was how that sign probably cost more than my capitation grant. But... um. Hmm, ho-hum. Having said that, it is a very impressive sign. Now, I'm I'm going to defend the sign now, but even though it probably costs more than my capitation grant. And I also thought about how much fun my seven-year-old would have climbing in it and over it and through it and all that. It's really cool. And then the thought crossed my mind that a nun might emerge from the shadows and chase him away. However, I have to give some credit where credit is due. And in fact, I'm not, some credit isn't even fair. I'm going to give a lot of credit because I'm painting a, a picture of worst case scenarios here, really, aren't I? You know, in fairness, even I'm kind of pushing my boundaries this very, very far. Even though I, I, I believe everything I've said, the colleges, while they're very, very influenced by religious orders, there is truth to the fact that it's so invisible that unless you're me, who goes deliberately looking for evidence of religious influence? You're actually very unlikely to find it, and and I, I, I you know, that's, you know, and, and people that say to me, "Oh, Simon, there you go again." I'll give you some. I'll give you something this time. You're probably right here. I am, I do go looking for this sort of. Stuff. Well, it's not that I go looking for it particularly. It finds me very. It finds me a little more easily than maybe it finds other people. Um, but to be fair, I have walked around St. Pat's, for example, a lot. the last year and since the merger, i i have to say all of the new parts that were built um to you know join the various buildings of of st pat's the the conventy part of it are as modern as any other third level institution you're likely to find and you know in terms of religious influence you know yes you'll find kind of parts of the convent and there are religious statues and things like that. But I I don't have a problem with that. Particularly, I mean, they are there. But I've also found posters advertising LGBT plus support services. I found student union adverts for uh, like the RuPaul Drag Race themed event, for example. There was a drag a drag show, uh, you know, which I'm not. I'm saying is an absolutely uh, you know that that's particularly. Uh, LGBT plus, but it is, you know, I mean you know, I know straight people um, And all that can get involved in all that sort of stuff But at the same time it is LGBT themed, let's say and I've even seen a Taylor Swift appreciation society Now I know that's not a religious thing or is it an LGBT plus thing, but I had to get that in somewhere. I <laughs> I just I think just it's mad that there's a Taylor Swift appreciation society and I, I assume there's a union leader I know who might be a member That's me throwing shade. Which I believe links me nicely to my RuPaul Drag Race um, comment there. So I've kind of gotten away with it, haven't I? No? Anyway, the trouble, I guess, is that the same trouble that just lingers there in the background. While we might have LGBT plus societies, we have to ask, do they offer information and supports on other matters that are part of what's known as Catholic social justice values? Well, you... You're probably waiting for an answer to that question. But unfortunately, I can't give you it because I don't know. And I can't actually find any information on it because it's really, really hard to find it. Um, if you look up DCU and particularly St. Pat's, do they offer you know, information on abortion services in St. Pat's in DCU? I don't know the answer to that question because it isn't there. Um. And they may very well do, but it's just not there. You know, it's, it's in a way what I'm saying, it's very similar to finding this kind of information on any Catholic organisation's website or Christian organisation website. For example, if you look at Team Hope's shoebox appeal, you'd never guess it was a Christian Evangelical organisation. Which it is. I mean, they evangelise Christianity in developing countries. And for example, if you looked at Troker's website, for example, you'd also find it really hard to find that it doesn't offer, you know, things like abortion supports in the developing world. um, Because this is not part of Catholic social justice values. I found that information eventually, but I had to look really, really hard at it. Okay, I had to look very hard for that. Um, Similarly, for the Team Hopes one, I couldn't find it on DCU St. Pat's uh, website. I guess the only thing I can say is the same thing I say to parents who are wondering uh, whether they should send their child to a local Catholic school as opposed to driving, let's say, 30 minutes to an Educate Together school or an hour to an Educate Together school. And the thing I say to them is it depends how much religion you can tolerate, okay? The vast majority of Irish people seem to be able to tolerate quite a lot of religious education. In and religious indoctrination and uh, and all that sort of stuff um, in their schools and potentially in their university or teacher training college, but you might be someone who can't. Um, I'm able to tolerate a certain amount of it. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not absolutely you know hard uh, you know winged on this one where I refuse to go into. St. Pat's because it has a or I refuse to do a course in St. Pat's because of its Catholic values you know and things like that okay I'm not that hard but I certainly wasn't I didn't apply for a job in Merino uh, which I think I could have gotten um, because I couldn't I wouldn't have if I had got to the interview which I think I would have as well I wouldn't have been able to say I would have agreed or supported the values of the of the university so I'm somewhere on the on, on the on the spectrum of not caring to very, very caring, close to the very caring part of, 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 of this stuff. Um, you, pr- you may not be anywhere near, uh, anywhere near where I am, but there are people like me who find this stuff really, really difficult um, and unnecessarily difficult. And they don't need to be there because they don't add anything except barriers. And that's what I'm saying here. Why, why do we need to have institutions controlled by, owned by um, religious bodies when all they do is put up barriers rather than take them down. And, you know, I'm just, I suppose, um, something to something to mention. However, having said that, I have to be even more fair to the religious controlled teacher training colleges, and it's this. Because, to be fair to them, they have managed to create a system where the teacher training itself is not influenced, 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 influenced by any church teaching except for the religious module. So, if you're a Catholic, you actually have the option to do the Catholic religious certificate. And if you're Church of Ireland, there's a Church of Ireland alternative. How, however, on top of that, you can do. You don't have to, but you can do them. But all the rest of the subjects aren't influenced by Catholicism or Church of Irelandism, and. Um, However, but the, the, however, all of the religious colleges also offer an ethical education model, module. And again, to be very, very fair on DCU, it's uh, it's compulsory at undergraduate level. The ethical education programme will prepare students to teach in multi-denominational settings, that is, either Educate Together or the Community National School. And even more interestingly, the, the religious certificates aren't compulsory isn't that really interesting i just think that's absolutely interesting and so it's actually compulsory as i said in dcu to do a multi dominational ethical program ethical education program but not to do one by the very institutions that control those courses but despite everything i've said i have to admit that is incredibly impressive isn't it i think it's very impressive the cynical side of me might say that given over 90% of schools are under religious control, making the religious certs optional is kind of a non sequitur because if you don't actually do the certificate, you're kind of cutting yourself out of getting a job in over 95% of schools. That's the cynical side of me. Now I'm told as well that since 2012, only four students have not done one of the religious certificates. So yeah, it's great in theory, I suppose. But the reality is, although it's optional, Almost everybody's done it because they know they want a job. So are there any truly secular teacher training colleges in Ireland? Well, yeah, technically. Hibernia College is a private training college for teachers and it's not situated on church grounds and therefore, in theory, it is a non-religious training college. And possibly in... not just in theory, in reality, it is not a religious training college. Now, I don't like talking about Hibernia College on this podcast because they are an incredibly, extremely litigious company. And in some ways, that's probably the only thing I need to say about them. But I will give some facts without giving an opinion. And this is the bit of the episode where I have typed every single word of what I'm going to say because I am going to walk on eggshells, which again, in many ways, tells you everything you need to know about this company. Academic institutions, in my opinion, should be places of reasoned debate. That's all I'll say. However, one fact that is very interesting about Hibernia College is one of my favorite facts about teacher training colleges in Ireland. It is my most favorite fact of all. Hibernia College is the only teacher training college in Ireland that is completely secular, but it is also the only teacher training college in Ireland that has a Catholic certificate in religious education as a compulsory part of their course. If you fail it or refuse to do it, you just don't get qualified. I just love this fact, and I know there is a big, big story as to why it's the case, and I think I know what the big, big story is, but even that fact alone to me is delicious isn't it isn't it just deli- oh, it's just a gorgeous fact it's 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 just lovely i i just think it's astoundingly brilliant that the religious colleges have the religious certificate as optional and the non-religious college has the religious certificate as compulsory i just think it's a delicious irony isn't it um but my biggest amazement of course um, you know, it, 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 despite the fact, look, I think I know why this is the case. And I'm sure if you do a bit of Googling, you'll probably figure it out. Uh, you know, it doesn't take a lot of detective work, but I'm not saying it thanks to um, litigation. Uh, anyway, but my biggest amazement, despite all that, of course, is that nobody has actually made an official complaint that I know of to the college that they have to do this religious search. They just do it. You know, this, you know, and one might think, how is this possible? But having spent three years as the head of one of its departments and meeting all of the students on their induction days in a massive theatre with where there were 600 of them in front of me in Maynooth, I didn't see a single face in the audience. Now, this might sound a little bit, I don't know, racist in a way by me, in a way, but I didn't see a single face that suggested it would even enter any of the people's heads in that room. A sea of white is what I described it as uh, before. I'm told um, from speaking to someone who lectures there that things haven't changed in the last 10 years since I've left that place. Uh, Well, I, I think it was eight years since I've left that place, so nothing's changed apparently. As you can see, while most teacher training colleges in Ireland are managing to somewhat circumvent the tangled, twisty nature of religious control of the teacher training colleges, and in many ways they're doing an exceptionally good job in my opinion, the grip is still very strong in certain places. And we haven't even touched on what happens to you if you, like me, went to train in the UK or anywhere else in the world, and the hoops and obstacles that are put in your way um, to teach when you come home. I don't think I'll even get into them because, ugh, oh, I could be here for another half an hour. With all the talk of reconfiguring primary schools uh, after the failure of Rory Quinn's Pluralism and Patronage programme, we can't forget that there's also work to be done at second and third level. And we can't just be focusing on primary schools reconfiguring um, without also including the teacher training colleges that release these people, these teachers, into our schools so there you have it that is it for this week um i hope you enjoyed this podcast this little uh journey around teacher training colleges in ireland and how they work uh, or how they don't work uh, from my point of view and uh, i hope you enjoyed it if you have uh please feel free to uh please you're very welcome and i'd love you to subscribe to this uh, podcast on whatever platform you use whether that's spotify apple Podcasts, or any of the rest of them and if you do subscribe to them every time i release them uh you will get them straight to your inbox rather than waiting for me to announce them on twitter on friday evenings um, if you've uh, if you've further enjoyed it so much that you'd like to leave a review i would really appreciate that because that helps other people to find it i've had about 30 reviews of this podcast and i'd love more so if you wouldn't mind that would be absolutely brilliant listen that's all i have to say for this week thanks so much for listening catch you again next week all the best bye bye